0: And welcome to the Law Firm Culture 2.0 show, where your questions help the legal community build progressive, productive, and profitable workplace cultures that work for everyone by leveraging the power of authentic relationships. I'm your host, Camila Exum, former attorney and relationship ICU patient. Currently, I am the principal consultant and executive coach at Exum Consulting, where I'm a relationship jogger training for the triathlon. Hi there, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for coming on back. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here too. We've got a new question today, so why don't we cut the chit chat and get into it? Today's question comes to us from Show. Apologize or let it go. I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety this year between work, family, and COVID. I've been able to hold it together until the other day. I was running a meeting for my practice group and a couple of my partners basically started bickering with each other in front of the rest of the team. This isn't unusual, but that day I just could not tolerate it. And with volume and might, I asked, quote unquote, them to shut the front door. Only our friend show didn't say shut the front door, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Everyone went silent. And I quickly finished up the items on the agenda and then dismissed the team. Everyone is now pretending like nothing happened, but things feel different. I feel like I should apologize, especially to my partners, but I'm the boss. It would be like apologizing to my kid for yelling at him. So what do you think? Should I apologize? And if so, how? I love to hear people admit that they were wrong. I even sort of sometimes on my best behavior like to admit when I'm wrong. (laughs) I mean, it can be empowering, right? We have these crazy ideas that we're always supposed to be right. And if we are wrong, it's an indication that we're somehow less than. No, we are human. We make mistakes. And when we quash our emotions, they come out eventually. And when they come out wonky, like they did for show, and his anxiety. So the issue I spot here is similar to what we talked about last time. And that's one part of you is up for moving right along, but another part is questioning this apology business. And then of course, we have the how question. I can think of one tool that helps us with both issues. Ready? No, no, no. First, I have to appeal to you. Please don't start yelling and cursing me or throwing things at your phone. Please don't chase me down with torches for this. Stick with me, folks. I want to talk with you about vulnerability. Yes. I said it. No torches. Merriam-Webster defines vulnerability as capable of being physically or emotionally wounded, open to attack or damage. Now, there's nothing in there about being weak or childish or incapable, but that is how we tend to connote vulnerability. But I ask you, is a lion weak, childish, or incapable? Of course not. A skyscraper? A xenomorph? Come on now, come on. When we let people see us, we're absolutely open to attack or damage. They can reject us straight up, no question. However, when we're vulnerable, we are also open to connection. And in fact, vulnerability is really the glue that makes our relationships work. It's the opening for, hey, that happens to me too. It allows us to relate to each other, to see one another as human beings first, not Resources. Ugh, it's such a weird term, the human resources. So let's coach on show's questions, keeping vulnerability in mind. Show, what makes you say, I feel like I should apologize? Who or what is telling you that you should apologize? What is that one's rationale for apologizing? I'm starting with these questions because this is an examination of show's story about apologizing. Is this something that his wife told him or a friend told him to do? Or is that what the leader he aspires to be would do? Where is this idea coming from? So when you think about the authentic one in you, the uniquely open-hearted version of you who doesn't care about being judged by others, does the apology align with his values? Now this question is meant to help us know, how does the idea of an apology land for show's authentic self? Maybe this one likes the idea of an oral apology, or maybe he thinks the best apology is not repeating the behavior in the future. Even though we don't have to make the authentic choice here, we always start by understanding what it is before we get into the feelings, the fear, the guilt, the shame, whatever feeling is operative in our scenario. So what are the consequences of apologizing, of not apologizing? What's the worst thing that could happen on an intrapersonal level, on an interpersonal level? How might you prepare for and manage each contingency? What is the best thing that could happen on intrapersonal and interpersonal levels? Okay, here we're analyzing the authentic self's decision in light of all of the circumstances, right? The real world circumstances where judgment is possible. Uh, And we're doing this to help show arrive at a final choice. The authentic choice is very often something that scares us. And when we have things that scare us, we tend to think, you know what is going to break loose. So this is a good exercise to examine our fears in the context of decision making. We also look at both intra and interpersonal consequences because usually when we're mired in fear, when we're really stuck in it, we're looking at how will this action affect what others think of me? But we forget the part about how does this action make me feel about myself? Both of these are gonna be important parts of the analysis if we are working toward peace of mind. So, for all of the questions so far, we want to be sure that we're working through our analysis with respect to apologizing to everyone or apologizing just to his partners, as Sho referenced in his question. Right? He said he wasn't sure if he wanted to apologize to everyone or to his partners. So, it's important to look at the questions from both perspectives. If Sho decides not to apologize, we're done. I would take some time to check in with him about how he's feeling, whether he needs some decompression time or other self-care, and then we could wrap it up. But if Sho decides to apologize, we have another set of questions because he's asked us how. Sho, what do you want the subject of your apology to know? How would your authentic self express that information? Through what media? When? Where? To what extent is this method of delivery accessible to your listener? So these questions help show find a way to apologize that reasonably expresses remorse and that feels doable for him as well as reaches his listeners. Now, if show only wants to say, I'm sorry for cursing you the other day, or I'm sorry for disrupting the meeting, that's fine that is a reasonable apology. No long, drawn-out, groveling show is necessary. He might also choose to add something like, "It, it won't happen again, or how can I make it up to you? Something like that. But again, short and to the point is fine. Also unnecessary would be show's revelation of what led to the outburst. But since we're talking about vulnerability today i want to remind you that vulnerability is our relationship glue so if it hasn't come up yet through our coaching i would explore the opportunity for show to connect with his partners and team right whoever is the subject of his apology by addressing his elevated stress or anxiety It would be a leading question that I'd be asking, which, as I've mentioned, I try to stay away from. Uh, But for purposes of the show, I'd really like to be sure that we're covering all the bases here. So what are your thoughts about telling your partners or the team, whoever you've chosen, about the anxiety that led to the outburst? What seems true for you about doing so? How might that be done in a way that fosters connection but doesn't involve oversharing? What would be the consequences of talking about it? How could you prepare for and manage the potential outcomes of your share? Here, of course, we're thinking through the pros and cons of disclosure. We're looking at our stories. We're watching them sort of operate and then making a choice to hold on to them or let go of them. And lastly, we're planning. We're planning our next steps. One final note here, if Sho is suffering from an anxiety disorder, he may be uncomfortable sharing that, and under no circumstances is he required to share his diagnostic information, even if he's working to build connection. He can easily express that his anxiety was overpowering in the moment and say nothing further of it. Everyone can relate to overpowering anxiety, am I right? everybody before we get to my two cents this is the time I get to say thank you lovely audience thank you for listening and it's also the time where I say if you haven't sent in your questions yet what you waiting on? these are the days of the ABA pledge and I will and DEIB our culture is changing you know you want to have some positive impact you little leader you You can send your questions to info at exumconsulting.com. That's info at E-X-U-M Mary, consulting.com. And if you'd like to work with me to develop a full-scale trust-building strategy for your law firm, you can reach me at the same location. Let's have some fun while making your firm a place people are excited to work. All right, here's my two cents. Leadership is not about titles or seniority or even rainmaking. And I know that's blasphemy to some of you, but I'm trying to speak some truth here. Leadership is about the courage to envision, to commit to, and to do what is right for your people, whatever discomfort it may cause you. One part of that is demonstrating how to work through adversity as a human being with faults who makes mistakes. Yes that requires vulnerability. But let me tell you, you were the most vulnerable in the moment you made the mistake. That's already happened. Vulnerability tied to admitting mistakes is that someone might think you're weak for having the courage to admit that you were wrong when everyone else already knows you were wrong. Really think about that. That is the fear. Letting others see you fall and get back up is how they know it's possible for them too. It provides them with the psychological safety to take risks and where else do you think innovation comes from? Also, that kind of vulnerability is an incredible opportunity for connection. Like I said, everyone knows what it's like to experience overpowering anxiety and what a lovely opportunity to let them know they're not alone. You've got all sorts of trust building blocks here. What an exciting potpourri show. Oh, and one more thing, show you can totally apologize to your kid. It's a good look. That's all we have for today, wondrous humans. Go forth and be happy. We are ending today with a quote from Brene Brown, who says, vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. Peace. See you soon. Go forth and be courageous.